Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Alexia Chambers. Alexia is the head of communications at GetUpside. In this episode, we talk about creating and redefining a shared company language, getting alignment across internal and external stakeholders on this language, and how you tell the media story as you grow. Hi, Alexia. Brian, good to see you. Alexia Chambers leads communications at GetUpside, where she manages everything internal and external comms. She's built GetUpside's communication strategy from the ground up and continues to define and redefine their brand as they grow. Alexia's unconventional path has taken her through journalism, the federal government, and now tech. She has a BA in international relations from the College of William & Mary and an MS in public relations from the Newhouse School and an MA in international relations from the Maxwell School, where I also attended, although we didn't know each other there. We did not. But what is it called? The Maxwell Mafia? We're one and the same. (laughs) Totally agree. Alexia, thanks so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brian. So for those that aren't familiar, what is GetUpside? Can you explain a little bit about the product and maybe how you all make money? So GetUpside is a retail tech company, and our mission is to help local communities thrive. So how do we do that? We do that through commerce. The GetUpside mobile app connects millions of people and businesses across the U.S., and we provide both with more value from everyday purchases. So users earn two to three times more cash back with GetUpside than any other product in the market, thanks to personalization. And brick-and-mortar retailers earn measurable, attributable, proven profit, which is something that's been reserved for the online world until now. So it's really helping to level the playing field, and it's helping people. Uh, The $2 billion running through our platform every year is driven back to our local retailers, the people they serve, and towards important sustainability initiatives. So as we help people and businesses do better, communities grow stronger, and that's really our true north for our everyday work. So a big part of your focus at GetUpside has been around creating a shared language for the company. And I think intuitively, most of us understand what that means, but practically on a day-to-day basis, how do you define creating a shared language for GetUpside? I'll start with the fact that words really matter. So they matter internally because they give your employees a way to talk about their work. And they matter externally because it gives the market a precise way to talk about you. And if you're in a particularly competitive space, it really shapes your brand perception. Um, For example, like how how are you differentiated from others that claim to do the same thing that you do? Whether you're a company selling a product or you're an organization or NGO um, promoting a specific cause. So it's incredibly important for communications professionals to find a way to be systematic about defining those words. So at GetUpside, we start with our foundation, which is our orienting philosophy, and that's our mission, which is to help communities thrive. So if we are constantly working toward this mission, basically orients every single word we use to create this shared language that talks about how we accomplish that mission. So this can't be stagnant. It needs to evolve and change over time, especially as a product might scale or your organization might scale. So larger companies might call this a rebrand. You're really taking into account the way you position and describe your company. Uh, But at GetUpside, where we're growing exponentially every year, 
2x, 4x growth. Uh, we do this pretty regularly. You could call it a Get Upside Tuesday. If we constantly center ourselves around this mission to help communities thrive, we're able to use words that basically describe the approach and how that improves over time. So we start with this foundation. We never lose sight of it so that we don't confuse the market or our team. And then we actually build a framework with that mission in the center. So what does it mean to build a framework? Tactically, it could look like a spreadsheet. It could look like an online tool, um, whatever is convenient for you and your team. Um, but make sure it's codified. Put it in writing so that there's a way for all of you to work through it and actually visually see how these messages cascade from one another. So GetUpside has a core team that's built with stakeholders from around the company that help us answer key questions about what we do to help communities thrive. So we're constantly asking these key questions like, what is our vision? What's our offering? What's the unique territory that we occupy? What's our approach to our value propositions for our different audiences? All of those, the words we use to describe those things should change over time, and they do. Um, but the point is that they're all oriented around this foundation, which is to help communities thrive. So we have this overarching brand structure in the form of spreadsheet, and then we can actually have, I'll call them branch plans for each of our audiences, because the way that you describe something for a retailer is going to be different from the way you describe something for um, a user of the GetUpside app, for example. And then we have a regular review cadence. So we take all of these words that we just put together to describe who we are and what we do and why we think we're unique in the, in the market. And we're constantly reviewing that based on performance data, market research, the way that our copy is being perceived out in the, out in the wild. And then we have find a formal way to iterate on that copy. What you just described sounds like a lot of soul searching and this continual process of introspection. But how do you incorporate what your customers are saying about you? Because I think brand often is what people think about you and how you can best incorporate that as part of your messaging mix. So what does that process look like for you as far as understanding what the market, whether they're customers or users are saying about GetUpside and how that gets built into the flow of your messaging mix? So this can be quite qualitative when you're thinking through how you want people to describe you. So GetUpside has devised a non-traditional, what we call brand score that weighs the relative importance of what we want to see out in the market and how we think those metrics will move our business. So we, we set this foundation of how we want people and customers and users to describe us. And then we measure it against share of voice, our ranking in, in different conversations, um, SEO metrics, uh, the number of merchant quali marketing qualified leads we get on the merchant side, user growth, how many recruits we put into the into the pipeline, um, and we actually find we've devised metrics for each one of those things and weighted them based on the relative importance to our bottom line. So we set the foundation of the ideal end state, which is that messaging framework but we're constantly measuring against it to see if that's actually what's being produced out in the wild. And if we are, we're hitting the mark, we call that a good day. And if there's room for improvement, then we shift and adjust as needed to make sure that we are completely aligned with our, the brand messaging that we've set for ourselves. How is this brand score weighted? Like you mentioned some of the factors, but is one more outsized than others? And are you able to pull some levers and move the needle one way or another to arrive at 
a more ideal score? Absolutely. So they are weighted based on the relative importance of what we need for the company right now. So uh, right now we are very aggressively hiring. We have over 100 open positions at GetUpside. Uh, so this is definitely a plug to apply if you're interested in, uh, in a company that's growing exponentially. So if we know that our we're extremely focused from a corporate perspective in hiring, uh, then we put more relative weight on how many candidates we're putting in the pipeline. Um, how many candidates we're putting in the pipeline, how many of those candidates are qualified, how many of those candidates actually make it through to the end process. We measure that on each one of our corporate channels, um, which we define as press, our owned website, blog, social media, things like that. So they're weighted in different ways by quarter based on the company priorities. And right now it's certainly hiring. So we spend a lot of time thinking about our employee brand and what it means to actually be a member of the GetUpside community. So GetUpside, if I'm not mistaken, is still founder-led. Going back just to a question ago about this shared language question, I think oftentimes founder-led companies, the language is defined by the founder, but you now have a lot of data. What is the mix when you look internally and you're trying to build alignment across founding teams, executives, customer partners, you also have an eye towards journalists. What are some of the best practices that you've developed in creating the shared the shared language, but also considering, look, there are very influential people who have a say in how we need to present this externally. Messaging in a founder-led organization can be very emotional. Uh, because it's something that uh, either a founder or co-founders have created from scratch and they have a very clear vision for where they want their company to go. So completely agree with you. At the beginning, a lot of that is completely founder-led. Um, I'll say that the GetUpside founders uh, follow the data. And as we were growing at such a, very, such a fast pace, we went down the path of messaging that performed the best. So we constantly prioritized performance over brand. And performance in the sense of you know, how do we get our CAC down, our customer acquisition costs down? How do we um, get the more uh, merchants or retailers on the platform so there's more supply for those users? And we were constantly biased toward how we get this product to grow because our founders knew the most good they can do is through our product. So their emotional bias was always to center themselves on this this mission to help communities thrive, which has not changed at all. But our bias toward performance had you know, dictated a type of messaging that we saw for quite some time. But still being founder-led, we've seen that evolve over time. Um, so now we're able to prioritize brand messaging also that is less geared toward strictly performance-based metrics, but also understanding the type of candidates, for example, that we get in the pipeline, which are very thoughtful, innovative, and problem-solving people that really want to tackle something big. So all I'll say is you need the emotional buy-in from your, from your co-founders for sure, but I'll say that the, having the data to back up how you want to make changes really, really helps you. So being able to show how those changes might actually propel the company forward helps with getting more buy-in from co-founders to make sure that you're orienting your message in a way that reflects company values and also performs. So I'll get you out on, on this question. You've said now a couple of times as part of your shared language approach that you know the mission is helping communities thrive. 
And a lot of your external messaging has been localized as a result of that, focusing on the community. You're now in a little bit of a transition state in your external communications motion and marketing motion where you're looking to go a little bit more national, more tier one with respect to placement. What has that process been like for you as you go from trade pubs and local messaging to now, hey, are we in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal or whatever that tier one national publication might be? We are so excited to reflect different parts of our business from a year ago, even. Uh, from the, we were intentionally silent, to your point, um, for quite some time because we wanted to build the best possible user experience. Uh, we went along with our growth and pitched local publications as we grew in different markets. And also our, our founding team was quite humble. So they, they didn't want to be ostentatious in messaging um, or gaining press if it wasn't going to help build a product that was actually going to change the world. So now that we're able to talk, we have different priorities like hiring very aggressively, we're able to talk about different parts of our business. And whenever you read about us, you'll see that nothing ever deviates from that mission to help communities thrive, but we're able to say it in different places now. I would say that our focus on some of these public, on some of these stories would be different. So before we would talk about, you know, the our product technicalities, um, how things are changing from a, from a user perspective. And now we're able to talk about more um, holistic industry and global issues because we've grown so much. So for example, um, we went out with a lot of our sustainability information not too long ago. Um, GetUpside is a top carbon offsetter in the United States. That's information we never would have shared before with a local outlet. So now that we are in a different tier, to use the term, we're able to talk about things that matter to us more holistically and less involved with the day-to-day experience of a GetUpside user. I'm joined today by Alexia Chambers. Go work with Alexia and Gut Upside. They have job openings, I hear. Where can people go learn more about the open roles? Is it just getupside.com backslash careers? Like, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. Getupside.com slash careers. You'll find out all about us, our impact, uh, and how you can join us. Thanks for joining today. Thank you.